day of NHL business following the expansion draft, yesterday, the first time the teams were allowed to resume making moves, the Flyers sent Shane Gostisbehere and two draft picks to the Coyotes for not a thing. Zero. Not even some fake pretense of a trade return. You know, like a 98th round pick. Just nothing. What does this have to do with Pittsburgh? Well, good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. This, it turns out, has everything to do with the Penguins. Because everything that Ron Hextall could conceivably explain about losing both Jared McCann and Brandon Tanev this past week when he only really needed to lose one player in the expansion draft came back to the cap. The NHL, for anybody who doesn't know, has a flat cap this year. It doesn't require a degree in capology to know what that means. It means the salary cap was one thing last year. Salary cap is exactly the same thing this year because of the pandemic and the heavy losses that the teams took. So teams that are up against the cap have greater challenges than ever before in trying first to become compliant, and that's been the Penguins' challenge, as they entered this past week $3 million over the theoretical cap, which of course doesn't apply in the offseason, but also, ideally, to you know buy themselves a little bit of breathing room. Maybe go and get a player or two that they'd like to get. We set a price for Jared um, where we would move him if we got the right price, and Toronto met that price, so we moved ahead with that deal. Um, and then, you know, part of it was knowing that we'd probably lose another player and give us uh, an opportunity to become cap compliant when we need to at the start of the season. So. Um, very hard decisions to make, obviously, uh, but in the end, we had tough decisions, and uh, we had to do what we felt was best for the organization, short-term and long-term. Now, for that to occur, you're going to need to see more cap-type moves. I could see, for instance, Marcus Pedersen being traded. Heck, I, I, I could have seen Marcus Pedersen getting traded from the first shift that I took in from Pierre-Olivier Joseph. It just, it looked like such a foregone conclusion right after P.O.'s debut game at Madison Square Garden. So keep doing it. Keep doing it. I'm curious to see. Because you can't say that Tanev and McCann are gone just for cap purposes. That doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. I mean, it does money-wise. It does put the Penguins 
into cap compliance, but it doesn't add up as far as building the kind of team that Hextall is purporting to build. Let's be real here. Again, this team was pretty good just now. They did a lot of good things. And they did outplay the New York Islanders in five of those six games. They had rotten goaltending. And if these moves, Tanev, McCann, maybe whatever else is to follow, meaning the cutting moves, add up to the Penguins finding a way to keep Cody Cece and to add significant goaltending. Well, hey, I'm here for that all day long. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of your cable bill is probably hovering around 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month. Comes with all the same channels including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh and for a limited time just for listening to this illustrious program, you get a free 7-day trial and 15% off your first monthly bill. All you got to do is go to fubotv.com slash DK to get the offer. One more time, it's fubotv.com slash DK. I know I'm of a single mind on this stuff. I can't get past it. I don't think this defense will be the same without CeCe, and I really liked where it was this past season. And I don't think this team has a prayer of winning anything important with Tristan Jari in net. If that sounds needlessly cruel or mean or you'll take it back if he has a couple of good months next year, no. No. I'll call it like it is. I'll say he's having a couple of great months here. Good for him. Let's see where it goes next May. That's that's the burden of being awful in the playoffs. Nothing you do in the regular season matters. It just doesn't. Go through sports history and look at individual talents, superlative talents, elite talents, who stunk in the playoffs. I mean, I'm talking about people way over Tristan Jari's head, okay? There's nothing they can do about it. Until the next playoff comes around. And that's a heck of a thing to carry. It might be unfair. It might. Smaller sample size. You never know what kind of injury somebody's nursing, so forth. But when your goaltender gets so rattled that he passes the puck willingly up the middle in an overtime... When your team's knocking itself out and doing all these intelligent things, there's no recovery from that. You got to get somebody else. You got to get a parachute at least. You got to get a parachute at least. So go ahead, free up the money, move Pedersen. You know what? Send Pedersen to the Coyotes for absolutely nothing. 
if it makes you feel better. Free up the salary. Go ahead and keep CeCe and get a goaltender. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are recommitted to providing food for all those in need across western Pennsylvania. When I say recommitted, I'm referring to their recent rebranding, which if you've ever given to the food bank, you'll want to check this out. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. And watch the video they have there to explain everything that they're doing toward basically refitting their processes toward modern needs in this regard. PittsburghFoodBank.org. Today's Just One Question comes from Richard Hilwig who asks, Does it seem to you that Ron Hextall is trying to fix some of the bad trade-slash-signings that Jim Rutherford made in 2020 before resigning? And if not, what does his vision for the team look like right now? I'm going to admit here, Richard, that one of the thoughts that I had with Tanev being left exposed was something along your lines there. Because I could see that the Tanev contract would be something that any GM would be kind of cringy over. Okay, that was very much a Rutherford-type move. And when I say that, I'm talking about Jim would focus on a player. And I mean laser focus. And he would say, I have to have that guy. So when Tanev became a free agent out of Winnipeg, and Rutherford saw that there were a handful of other teams going after him, Tanev's agent says, look, you put one more year on this, and he's yours. And Rutherford thinks, well, I mean, that's six years away. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to be the GM. (laughs) I'm sure that's got to be in his head somewhere, right? I'm not going to be the GM. Uh, Sid and Gino won't be what they are. I mean, it's six years away. Like, who cares, right? So he gives the agent his sixth year. He gets the player, and he got some blowback in Pittsburgh. He did for that deal. Not for me, because I'd seen Tanev in Winnipeg, and I felt really vindicated from, like, his very first shift in Pittsburgh. I was like, see, that's what I'm talking about. But I could see where Hextall would look at that and say, you know what? I don't need to carry that burden. I'm going to be the GM here for a while. And while that contract might look well worth it on a year-by-year basis to date, I've also got to understand that this is a guy who plays a rambunctious style of hockey, does get himself hurt as a result, and is going to become less effective and arguably more prone to injury 
as he gets older and ages into this contract. And I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I have no doubt that in a vacuum, with no other information and no other considerations, that Hextall and Brian Burke both would love to have kept Tanev and would have risked losing Jeff Carter over it. Instead, to kind of swing back to my opening segment, what these guys did was they said, they, we can get some cap space out of this and we can get a couple of things done that we want to get done this offseason that maybe we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. They have not hinted at what these things will be, but I can only hope, and you know, Richard, there was no way I was going to end the week's final daily shot of Penguins without ringing that bell one more time. Sign Cody Cece. Get a goaltender. All else is forgiven, at least by this one individual. Get CC. Get a goalie. Don't overthink this. Show up at camp with a smile on your face. It'll all be good. It really will. I appreciate the question, Richard. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins all week long. We will have another one on Monday.